Hello and welcome to this chapter of Let's Get Deeper, the show where I get a bunch of friends on and um, talk about a, a lot of deep, deep stuff. Just hopefully they don't dox themselves. So yeah, we'll see how this adventure goes. <laughs> um, today I have, um, actually this is going to be the first like proper not face-to-face recording I've done in a long time. So um, yeah, I'm going to introduce Amalia. Hello, Amalia. Hello, hello. I'm getting a bit nervous. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know. There's something about like talking about myself. It's just like very exposing. <laughs> Ooh, scandal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope not. Oh my God. Secret dispatch, like. <laughs> Oh. Just Dispatchers, in a corner with like a camera. Reporter enters the um enters the um, voice channel. Oh god! But yeah, just you know. But yes, hello, hello. It's been a long time. I have not seen you in person since um since I left, like in January, early... I think. Shit, yes. Yeah, actually, yeah, it would have been your farewell. Mm-hmm. So. In January. Wow, I've actually been here for like what nine, nine months now. In mm. Melbourne, that's crazy. Yes. Doesn't even feel like I have been considering. Like all I ever do is stay inside because of lockdown. Yay! <laughs> we love to see it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. oh God! But yes, um, maybe you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how we kind of met. That'll give a good context, I think. Okay. Okay. Um. So. What I currently do, um, I am a pre-service teacher um, for high school um, where I'm focusing more so on um, the humanities and economics, possibly future business areas. Mm -hmm. We will see. Mm -hmm. Um, Really depends on the job market by the time I graduate. (laughs) Um, uh, Josh and I, we met... Um, whoa, when did we meet? When did 20, you enter uni? Um, 2015. So then, probably, probably then. Probably then, yeah. We met through Philos. Yes. I don't remember. I don't think I really went to QUTFSA. Um, no. Yeah, so. But it was, yeah, because I was there. I was at Philos Yeah, you were, you were just. All the time anyway. Yeah. I am, I am everywhere. I am the, you know, everyone thinks I go to UQ and then. <laughs> When I say no, I, my my uni is the one across the river. It's like what? QT? <laughs> You're always <laughs> here though. Oh god! Yes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> my god! But yeah, that's basically how we met. And um, there, I oh, God, it's been almost seven years. Then at this point, I spent sweet. Wow, we've been really in like university societies for so long now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. god i'm i'm That's even scary. going into it here in melbourne mm-hmm. i'm becoming yes. you <laughs> is that a good thing amalia i don't know because like i like with my teaching stuff i'm probably gonna be like crazy busy with that already so who yes. knows um but like yeah there's there's mm. a lot that needs to be done here as well the culture yeah. here really needs to be strengthened especially after covid has hit mm, um mm, yeah the community the university community so it's kind of struggling yeah yeah um, 
But we will see next year. We shall see. We shall see. Especially when everything's like open again. Mm, mm, mm. So yeah. that'll be good. Mm. Which is which is good. Um, but yeah, you. What did you study up here? Before? <laughs> I can't remember now. Um, so I did a double degree where mm. I did a Bachelor of Commerce focusing on accounting and then a Bachelor of Arts where I focused on um, Korean and economic. So mm. three, I had my hands in three different pools. Um, yeah, found out I really hated accounting. And now mm. here I am pursuing what I originally intended to do, um, what I really wanted to do in high school, but, you know. Was this an Asian parent thing? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the usual thing. Yes. Um, I think my mom was just a bit worried that I would go off to, like, Korea or something to just to teach English. <laughs> <laughs> the worries. <laughs> educator. <laughs> But no, no, um, it, mm. I wanted to be in, like, the um, secondary system, actually mm-hmm. teaching here in Australia, possibly uh, okay. in IB schools, um, just to get, like, that international, who knows, like, if I want to live in another country, it'll be super handy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's yeah, cool. accounting, definitely not for me. <laughs> Do not want to sit in an office and work some numbers for companies Mm -hmm. (laughs) or other rich people. (laughs) Let's not. (laughs) It's definitely not as fulfilling as what teaching has kind of provided me so far. And like, Mm -hmm. even though it's super stressful, I just feel so, you know, like being around kids and like seeing them kind of grow from that. Mm. It's just, it's so nice. Yeah. And to be able to kind of inspire students um Mm. you know that is so much more fulfilling than numbers (laughs) on a spreadsheet (laughs) yep yep i feel i feel you with that and i think like i actually recorded an episode with uh, a friend like an old high school friend of mine who is currently a primary school educator um and she said the same thing is that um the change and the growth that you see in kids is something that fulfills you even though there's a lot of shitty stuff that can happen and you know you're working in a school system that may not necessarily help everyone um yeah Yeah. 100% like I know for me a big issue that I have with the school system right now is how big the class sizes are Mm. you really can't um give that individualized support that a lot of students really need especially in a classroom where it's chaotic there's just so much going on and you really want to be there for everyone. But again, like there's only so much time you have, there's only so much effort you can put into these students at the end of the day. And it's rough. Yeah. But it's those moments where you do see that effort come through mm. and really see the change in students who possibly have been giving you a hard time in the beginning and mm. then start to warm up to you. It's it's just yeah, it's just there's just something so nice about that. Yeah, and also trying to create little nerds about economics and humanities. <laughs> that's another fun part of what I love to do. Um, but yeah, so best of both worlds. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, any, I I know that you're still pre-service, but is there a story 
in about you know from your teaching experience that you think like is the highlight so far <laughs> quite a few um already and like i've only really had what i was only at the school that i was at for i think six weeks so mm-hmm. six weeks yeah and oh my god um I remember every time like I'd introduce myself, I'd go through a little bit about my background and how at university I studied Korean. Um, there was there was there was a few students who were really interested in that and really clung to that. Hmm. And like they'd ask me for advice that wasn't even related. <laughs> and then I remember like chatting to some students, you know, about K-pop. It was just very funny mm-hmm. to think that like I would be connecting to what 14 15 year olds about (laughs) k-pop and it's just you know like some groups that i was talking about they had no clue and i'm like oh my god i feel so old (laughs) and they were listing all of these like new k-pop groups and i'm like oh my god who are these people (laughs) (laughs) oh god it really shows our age i think and how we got into k-pop Oh my god, right. Sorry. It does. But yeah. It's just oh. and it, it was it's really funny as well. At my school, mm. we were on first name basis with the students. Ooh. So they weren't calling me miss. <laughs> and so it was just, it would just be really weird to hear them say, mm. Oh, um, excuse me, Amalia. I'm just like what? It took a bit of an adjustment, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, it was, I guess you kind of get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's nice. It, it helps you form, like, it feels like university at yeah. times. Yep. It's like, you know, usually here we don't really call um, our professors, like, doctor, whoever. Yes, we, yes. We're just generally on, like, a first name basis anyway. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of brings down those barriers. Mm which is possibly a good thing, possibly a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. No, There's I feel some pros and cons. But... There, are, there are always pros and cons. But I was just like, you know, oh, um, I'm going to share this story with you. Like, as, in my role, like, working with kids, while I'm not in this, you know, while I'm not working employed by Department of Education, I, you know, I still enter school. So, like, the first, actually, no, some of the kids, like, at, at the school where I am based at the moment, still call me sir Mm. and i'm like i'm not your teacher but i can understand why you'd still call me sir but some of them are like on a first name basis with me and it's like it's really weird (laughs) to 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 be like a teacher not teacher kind of (laughs) vibe that is yeah it's just i I guess it's just a a bit of a habit you know Mm. when there's that person you kind of want to respect yeah and then I had a really interesting conversation with some mentors, though, about that in Mm. terms of, like, the usage of sir and miss. Um, Mm. Sir is usually used in terms of, like, you know, you respect that person. That's an authority figure. And then sometimes when students use miss, um, it doesn't have, like, the same connotations in terms of sir. Uh, Because there's a gender imbalance thing there as well. Yeah. Um, that was really interesting to me to think about that. Like, usually when you, one of my teachers mentioned um, that when a student is wanting to get someone's attention, if it's a male teacher, they say sir with like a bit of caution. With yeah. miss, it's very, they really want that attention. It's very, 
miss. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, there's this, there's this gender imbalance that kind of being on that first name basis mm. eases a bit. Yep. Um, but again, like, especially if the student doesn't really know my name, doesn't remember it, they'll use miss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. Mm, mm. Um, what made you decide, though, to jump states, basically? Oh, to come here to, to lovely, lovely, lovely Melbourne. Lovely Melbourne. <laughs> um, good question. Um, one particular reason was because I wanted to do humanities and economics together. Mm. And back in Brisbane, um, those two were kind of split between I, one was at um, economics was at UQ. A yep. lot of the business subjects were at UQ, but a lot of like the mm-hmm. humanities subjects were at QUT or Griffith. Yep. And it was um, it was a bit I, because I wanted to do them together and Uni Melb was one of the only schools that would allow me to. Um, UQ probably wouldn't have given me. I don't think they even have humanities at UQ or some form of it. Um, so that was one reason. Um, also because like I, I actually quite like Melbourne when we're not in lockdown. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am loving the food here, even though it it's a bit of a hit to the budget. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, like I just wanted to um, kind of just leave my home city for a bit and Mm. grow as a person um, not having to rely on my parents so much um i feel like it's also really helped with my own relationship with my own parents mm. um that separation and not having like the asian strictness floating above my head and being able to be or having the independence mm. that i really wanted yeah in my life which is one reason, yeah, which I think that was also a really big reason into wanting to move out of home um, because it was getting quite stressful for me towards the end. <laughs> yeah. I think I remember talking to you about this as well at one point. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Oof. So it's gotten so much better now that, like, um, I'm able to kind of live my life a bit um, more independent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm. big change though. Sometimes yeah. I'm like questioning my move here because of the weather. <laughs> it's you like knew so that warm. beforehand though. You I knew know. that beforehand. I know, but like my whole personality here is just complaining about the weather now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so rough. And like I've been complaining about like how um, I really want to be at the beach. Like seeing everyone at the beach in like Brisbane, I'm like, oh yeah, on the coast. Here I am, still in a sweater. (laughs) Don't worry, don't worry. The the time will come. Yeah, it's just a bit more patience required here, living in Melbourne to hit to hit the beach. Not too sure yet if there's any beaches as good as. The Goldie. Queensland. Or Sunny Coast, yes. Right? I was was thinking, what are the beaches in Mel? I was like, I only know, like, St Kilda. St Kilda, (laughs) Brighton. Brighton. Like, I've heard locals say that closer to Brighton, um, there's a few nice ones, like, closer to, like, the Mornington Peninsula. Oh, yes. So we'll probably have to explore that a bit. Yeah. That's a bit of a ways away. 
Yeah. So we will see. Hmm. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I was contemplating, you know, like also moving to Melbourne, but I was like, hmm, I don't know. I actually don't know, like in my in my line of work, how I would be able to survive financially in Melbourne. It, the rent here is expensive. Yeah. But yeah, living standards, great, but the mm-hmm. cost. <laughs> it's also it's also hella expensive. So yeah, um, we live pretty far out, um, but like we live close to a highway, so it's mm. really easy to get to the city. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> tolls are expensive, even if we live pretty far out. <laughs> yeet. Yeah, yeet. But, and like it's gotten cheaper solely because like you know co- the international borders are like mm-hmm. closed so we were able to get like a few tens off of our overall rent but you know who knows how long that'll last especially now that international borders are going to start opening mm. yep so we'll see how expensive it gets next year <laughs> as all the landowners start to try to make their money back yes <laughs> It's like I I made I made less money this year. I need to, oh need to claim back all my all my lost profit. <laughs> profit, <laughs> <laughs> which will just go into fund, funding more more purchases, land purchases. <laughs> right. Oh my god. <laughs> god. Oh, well, Lordy, Lordy. good old cycle of capitalism. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? Never ending. Never. Can't ending. escape it. Nope, nope. Unfortunately, it's it's what we are. Uh, we were born into this. Oh, God. What to do? I know, I know. Um, I'm curious to know because you you were born in Australia, right? I was. Yes. 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 Uh, your pa- were your parents here for a while, or did they move from the Philippines, or did they move from somewhere else, and then? So they moved to the Philippines. Um. I think early 90s. Okay. Um, or a few years before I was born in 1997. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were sponsored mm. to live here through um, one of my aunties. She had moved here already. Oh, and so, okay. Yeah. Um, so back then, yeah, um, they started off in Brisbane and they moved up to Cairns because we had some family there. And then that's where I was born. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they've, (laughs) they're pretty much, um, adapted to Australian society by the time, like, I was born. Mm. Um, I remember that my first actual language was Tagalog, but, um, there was a story of, like, where in preschool, um, or even, I think, earlier than that, sometime in kindergarten where the the carers didn't understand what I was saying. Oh, no. Yeah. So they told my parents to speak to me in English, and they took that and went with it, and they only spoke to me in English after that. And Ooh. they did that with my brothers. Yeah. Um, that's why they don't understand Tagalog A lick of at all. Tagalog. Yeah. It's only me because it was my initial language. My mm. My brain still retains that. Um, especially because yeah. like I was able to listen to my parents growing up because they speak to each other. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's a bit mm. unfortunate. Mm. Um, Abby's been trying to teach me. 
with <laughs> a bit um, not consistent, but who knows? Maybe this summer it'll be a little project because, like, I have it there. Like, yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. it. It's just developing, like, um, like the grammar, the rules, and like yes. words, and actually recalling them. Yes. Rather than passively listening and picking words up that I actually know, and then piecing yeah, yeah, things yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Ah. Then what was your primary motivation for joining Philos? Because like um was it I wanted no, I actually had no friends in um, Philos before I joined. It was mm. more so because like growing up, um I really wanted that connection mm-hmm. to that side of me. Like I'd only grown up around um oh in Cairns, I had some friends, like family friends, but not in school. There wasn't any Filipinos in my year level in primary school mm. back in Cairns. And even when I moved to Brisbane, like in my primary school, there wasn't any. Um, mm. And then in high school, there was only like at my school, I think two others, two or three others that were Filipino. And like I wasn't friends. I think I was only friends with one of them. Oh. And... Yeah, I never really had that um, super deep connection to that my Filipino heritage. Mm-hmm. And joining Philos, I really understood just how much of a connection I really was missing out on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so nice to listen more to um, the Galog being spoken. Because yeah. all I hear is like mostly from my parents at the dining table. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I feel like after that, like my ability to understand the Gaelic has gotten better mm-hmm. um, because I think it was more so at like that primary level understanding yeah. and then having to, you know, talk to people, um, listen to conversations that are really quick. Yes. Um, it's just, yeah, it's really helped. Um, and like, yeah, again, really wanted that connection that I was mm-hmm sorely missing and it's something that like I've also started to think about in my teaching practice as well mm-hmm. trying to incorporate like my own Asian culture like wanting yeah. that Asian representation mm. in the curriculum yeah um we're seen more as like economic units within mm-hmm. within the curriculum like um Asia Pacific like the only yeah. thing there is that they really included it because of our trading with them yeah but it's just it's so much there's so much richness in both asian culture overseas and within our own communities here in australia yeah yeah Yeah. no i I feel that because i have memories of um what was it when i was doing sos in high school i think the like i like the gold rush thing here was I think the only bit of Australian, like Asian Australian history that was really taught, but it was also very brief. And then being taught that either. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it was all these bits and pieces. And then, you know, you get mentions of obviously um Australia's efforts in in Second World War. And yeah. then you get bits and pieces of like, oh Vietnam is obviously something that's very quite big. But then that's pretty much it. And it was, you know, now, now now with the benefit of having with time and with more, I guess, purposeful research, you get to 
hear more about it and it sucks that i didn't get that in high school you know so yeah nah i feel that and it's something that i like uh, apply as well here like in my in my practice as well as a as a counselor as a therapist mm. um because there's not many asian asian therapists around so you know to begin with and not many queer asian therapists around either so and it's interesting because like we want to potentially speak to people who probably understand the asian mm. experience you know it's <laughs> we would feel a lot more comfortable talking to another mm. asian person rather mm. than say um a white yeah. man yes a white man yeah yes. i, I keep explain i keep explaining to my counseling like peers it's like you know of all the anecdotal evidence that my friends have said who actually go to therapy and you know the asian client that I had in clinic here. All the feedback that has been told to me is if they had an Asian therapist, they do not they wouldn't need to explain as much. They don't have to put in as much work compared <laughs> to when they sit down across from someone who is um white basically. Mm -hmm. Like any other person of color would would have that empathy and you know all of that foundational understanding built in. But yeah. when they have a white therapist and there are a lot of white therapists um there's so much more work and they waste so it much is. more money and we are cheap yeah. cheap bastards so mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah the lived experience is just very mm. unique to poc it um, is peoples so yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. and then when you joined philos you got a did you okay was it was it of your own volition that you became an exec <laughs> <laughs> I actually, it's, oh, 2016, wow. Um, I don't remember, I think. I, I remember nominations were opened and yes. um, I didn't put my name in personally. Um, oh. But the, the execs at the time, like they knew my face, they knew I was a regular. And so they put my name in and I remember I got an email and I was just like, oh, cool. <laughs> I was just like, you know what, might as well. Um, you know, um, I had a lot of free time then. I thought it would be really fun um, to get involved. And then ha, here I am now um, <laughs> continuing the journey of the marketing. Oh, my God. I'm always in, like, a marketing position. It's really funny. But I enjoy it. Like, there's just sure. something about being in the community and meeting people. Mm -hmm. um that's just fun <laughs> and yeah really helping out um the filipino communities that you know mm -hmm. it's, it's back then it was so hard to get people involved in the executive committees mm -hmm. and i remember each year we'd really struggle <laughs> at one point i think we were operating with like five or six mm -hmm. um actually maybe even less than that or maybe about five and then we'd have to call on like randomly other people to kind of help out mm. um but yeah since then i'm so glad to see like on social media that um Philos is thriving quite well mm. a lot of really new is. young faces which is really interesting um, yeah and you know i i guess it's also very interesting that the i you know i guess it's also pandemic related but I think even before the pandemic, we got more more domestic students on our on board. Oh, okay. That, so I yeah. think I think you know 
you're seeing the second wave of um, second gen kids mm-hmm. come through who are like maybe looking for that connection like you. Mm. I'm and so glad. I'm very glad that's happened. Yeah, so. I remember I've, for like years, I was probably like the only one who was a domestic. <laughs> Not gonna lie, probably yeah, I was in that same boat, so Yeah. Um, it was just I know like that pe- there was people who had grown up here for quite a while or like in high school, but like I was mm. the only like Australian born at least. Mm. Australian born Filipino who mm. wanted to be actively involved. Like I knew a few yeah. around like UQ, but none yeah, of them yeah. really wanted to actually make that jump into mm. joining. That a lot of them were just so more so sticking to where their friends were in terms yeah. of societies yeah um but yeah i went into uni with um just yeah wanting to connect wanting mm. to make those new filipino friends who like kind of understood my culture <laughs> yeah 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 and have that have that um yeah that connection very very important mm. yeah definitely we're going to save, like, the, the K-pop Korean side, I think, for part two. <laughs> yeah. But I'm curious to know, because obviously, you know, you being involved in the student clubs, you, you met me that way. I'm curious to know what your first impression of me was. <laughs> first conversation. I don't know when we actually started properly talking. Do you remember? Oh, well, I don't oh. know either. I don't remember. It just, it just suddenly happened, I feel. Yeah. I think I remember like one of my first impressions of you was like you were that guy the photo- photographer guy you were oh, always carrying okay. around a camera you were always ready to take photos uh-huh. <laughs> yeah um yeah I think that was like my first first impression of you um oh actually yeah I actually don't even yeah I really don't remember how we started talking yeah I don't remember either I don't remember so. <laughs> I think I mean sports fest. I think yes, we were, or possibly, possibly where that happened. yeah, possibly bitching about Filipino drama within the communities. <laughs> yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised either. So, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I think that was when we actually started talking. Yes, so, yes. there we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Setting but the now, foundation of our friendship, drama. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It served us well, Amalia. It has, it has. <laughs> you gotta be able to... You gotta have some spice, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's... apparently the spice was like pultak level. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Far out. Seven years of that. Yes! <laughs> I think there's a tolerance. There's a tolerance now, so... It's okay. You, you've got a break from me. Me being here in Victoria. <laughs> okay you only really need to release this like maybe once or twice a year (laughs) true true true, very true but yeah god it's been so long i just keep looking back it's like looking back at like all of the you know like the philos people now we've had marlon and marianne who are married now and then we had daniel and ina the year before right my god everyone's getting married everyone's in that next chapter of their life and i'm just like oh my god we're at that age <laughs> you're at that mate mate i'm so oh. close to 30 it's not funny yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in that chapter of our lives though <laughs> yes we are definitely definitely oh my god there's been so many weddings this year mm-hmm. oh 
well. And like even just like looking at social media, I think I made a comment to Abby the other day. I was just like, what is with spring or like September, October? Everyone's getting married. Mm. It's just wedding after wedding after wedding. I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Huge commitment, guys. Proud really of is. Getting there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Soon that'll be you. Oh no. No, 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 no. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. Mate, I've yet to cuff someone, so um That is so true. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) There are boys. There There are are boys. boys. There are boys. Yes, 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 yes. We'll Yes. Yeah. We'll save that for the not recorded part of this conversation. (laughs) boys oh god oh god um but yes yes we'll see what happens who knows who the fuck knows yeah Um, but yeah um how's your how's your experience actually been doing this podcast so far it's been fun like i oh my god i remember thinking yesterday (laughs) when Mm. you asked me um i was just like damn i'm really going to be exposing myself on the internet permanently with my voice audio journaling this (laughs) And it's really funny because, like, I remember when I was involved in um, this exhibition at a museum um, mm. where they did an interview of me as well. Um, I think it was called, like, 100% Brisbane. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was part of that. Um, mm. And we did some recording, um, and one of the ladies, she mentioned that um, she was just like, oh, you have such a lovely voice for, like, radio. And I, I didn't know whether to take it as, like, a compliment. Or, or a shade. Or a shade. But, like, I've just lived my life taking it as a compliment, you know. Maybe I have a nice voice, you know. And, mm. like, going overseas to Korea um, mm. on that exchange, um, so many people were so curious about my accent. <laughs> because it's not, it's not true Australian. Yeah, it's, it's really not true Australian, but um, yeah, it comes out um, some, it's got, I don't even know where the influence of parts of my accent come from. Yeah. Um, but I, Abby's mentioned that like sometimes it is very, very Australian. Sometimes it's really not. Um, mm. I remember when I was hanging out with a lot of um, some UK friends, my accent would take on <laughs> this really British kind of um accent and i was just like oh my god what is my what is my accent it's such a hybrid of all, all kinds of things and yeah. but yeah it was just it's just an interesting accent and like i think i really started to really embrace just the uniqueness of it all mm-hmm. um but yeah and like having this now my voice being recorded <laughs> um i don't know i don't know we'll see how i take it Whenever this comes out and listening to my voice, you know, people have a habit of thinking, oh, their voice is so weird weird when it's Mm. recorded, but we'll see. (laughs) Mm. No, that's fair. That's fair. Not going to lie, having done podcasts since mid-2017, it takes a while to get used to listening. And I think I've been desensitized quite a bit because I'm the one that, you know, edits everything as well. So I'm just like, yes, yeah. But nah, it's been it's been an interesting journey. But yeah, you you ready for part two? I am. I am ready. <laughs> so I'm, I guess I've been staring at this um spreadsheet, thinking about my choices. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's some regrets there. 
knows? Who knows? We'll Who go knows? with it. We'll go with we'll it. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. So, um, listeners, this is going to be the end of part one of two of this conversation with Amalia. So um, stay tuned for the next drop in a couple of weeks. Um, but for now, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this chapter of Let's Get Deeper, Volume 6. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe to us wherever you're listening. Give us a rating and review and share us to your friends. We are a production of Great Maids Podcasts. We also have a variety of other shows, so feel free to find us on your preferred platform. Just search GR8MADS Podcast and also give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. We would like to acknowledge the First Nations owners on the lands we are creating our podcasts.